Ion 2020 episode 236. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ray Eaton here, host of Ion 2020. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving day weekend and I took a couple of days off last week just to uh you know clear my head let things go for a couple of days and uh now I am back though and I wanted to bring you guys a little bit of stuff that you might have found that you missed over the weekend and then uh also you know keep the short keep the show short as well not a lot going on in the 2020 elections by any means anyway uh most of the stuff that you're finding in the news seems like it's just about Trump and the impeachment process and all that and it's kind of you know stuff that uh, i've been following and i'm sure you guys have been following a little bit as well but it's just uh you know like on the fourth they're going to be having a uh, judiciary committee uh impeachment hearings and they're going to be calling in people who are i guess uh academics or con- constitutional scholars to see if what he did was against the constitution uh donald trump was i guess I guess he was invited to participate, but they gave him like a couple of days in advance or something like that, where they're gonna let where they're gonna uh, let him have his, I guess have uh, have representation there is what they were saying, but um, they weren't follow. He said that they weren't following this normal procedures that they did during the Clinton Clinton administration, where they gave him like uh, I don't know a couple of weeks in advance so he could put together a good argument and so Donald Trump decided that he was not going to participate and basically wrote a five not him but his uh his lawyer wrote a five page statement saying that basically that it was an unfair hearing and it was unfair proceedings the entire thing has just been uh completely biased against him and that they would not be participating in this I guess the judiciary committee's hearing on the 4th of December, so it'll be on Wednesday. So uh, that's what they're talking about now. You look at the news and stuff over the weekend, especially on, like, Fox News Sunday and stuff, and that's pretty much what they were talking about was the impeachment proceedings. So, um, But you might have missed one thing over the weekend, and that was that uh, Donald Trump signed into law a couple of laws that were in support of uh, Hong Kong and the protests that they're having over there. Now, a lot of libertarians say that we should stay out of other countries' businesses, uh, or other countries' business. A lot of libertarians say that we should support people that are um, looking for democracy as well. So uh, some people might be on one side, some people might be on the other. I tend to take the take the road that says that we should stay out of other countries' affairs, and we should stay out of other countries' business altogether. Um, but what Donald Trump did was he, they, they were saying that he might not even sign it because he's trying to kind of cozy up to the, Chinese because they're trying to get these trade deals done. It might have actually hurt the stock market on like today and tomorrow if uh, there's no trade deals that are getting done or if people start getting skeptical about there being a trade deal. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if it hurts the hurts the stock market. I mean, the stock market, every time that seems like there's going to be a 
trade deal, it shoots up. Every time it seems like there's like, you know, trade relations are going bad, they go down. The stock market goes down. So we'll see if that has any bearing on that. But the thing that um, a lot of people said that Donald Trump might not sign these bills into law, or these resolutions, I guess, into law. But what the first one did is it just affirmed the 1992 policy that was going to be a two or one country, two governments, essentially, policy, because Hong Kong was being turned over from England or from the UK over to the Chinese government. The Chinese government said that for 50 years, I think it was, uh, that they would remain an autonomous, where Hong Kong would get the right to rule itself. Well, over that time, China the mainland Chinese government has slowly started to get involved in that country's or into Hong into that city's government and started trying to manipulate things. They have their people that are on the inside of that government. They have people that are um, sympathetic to Beijing in that government as well. Even the pre, even the person that is the I guess the prime minister of Hong Kong, they're the mayor of Hong Kong or whoever's in charge of the entire. Um, area is sympathetic to Beijing as well. So the Chinese government really has their people in there, and there's been a lot of protests that have been going on for the last couple months about that. Um, they've gotten violent here lately, and so the Chinese government is saying that these people are terrorists, these people are uh, criminals and so forth that are uh, doing all these protests. But um, besides that, um, they, Congress passed it over to the Senate, or the House passed it to the Senate. The Senate passed it up to Donald Trump. Donald Trump did sign off a couple of things. The first one was just re- saying, reinstating the fact that America sides with Hong Kong on this one nation, uh, two, two countries policy, I guess is what they would call it, right? And uh, let me see. I found an article that says, China on Thursday attacked the United States after President Donald Trump signed the Hong Kong Human Rights and Democracy Act, calling it a blatant hegemonic move, right? Um, The the observer said Beijing was unlikely to retaliate in a way that would undermine the ongoing trade talks. So um, it says that they're unlikely to retaliate, so that might be a good thing for uh, the trade talks that are going on. But the first thing that they did was... There was a the trade the trade talks are going on, so hopefully that doesn't end up uh, affecting those. That's what they're saying. But the main thing is is that the United States government had a had a resolution in 1992 that says that they were going to stand with Beijing and allow for this, you know, to give them some sort of um, some some special trade relations, I guess, with the United States, so that we could continue to trade with trade with Hong Kong, and that's fine. Um, so America, the United States government passed that. That's basically what Donald Trump talked about. And then the other one was this possibility that they might put sanctions on the Hong Kong government. And the sanctions are basically they're not going to sell them uh, military equipment. They're not going to sell the Hong Kong government police equipment and tear gas and things like that. Um, and also, if they, if there's anything that happens to the protesters... Uh, if they're, you know, they're speaking freely, they're using their the freedom of speech that they should have in order to get their points across, right? And that they might be able to free some of the accounts that some of these uh, people in Hong Kong have, especially ones that are connected to Beijing. Um, so is that manipulating another country's sovereignty? 
Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Whether you think it's good or not, uh, what these people are standing for, which probably they are standing for good things, democracy, right? But um, who knows what the real intentions of the people that are protesting are. Um, it could be good, it could be bad. But whether that's the case or not, should America stand with those people? Should America choose sides within something? I think that the country should not. Maybe you and I can, right? But I don't think that the country should have an official policy on that stuff. Um, I think that's a liber- pretty libertarian view in some ways. Yeah, we can support those people. If you personally want to support these people over there, send them your money, send them your time, send them send them things that uh, that can help them out, right? Um, talk more about it to your friends. Just talk about it on online. Do what you can do to help those people out. But should it be an official American policy to get involved in the affairs of these countries? Probably not. Now, of course, if the United States government wants to say, hey, you know what, we've been supplying you guys with police police um, equipment, we've been supplying you guys with different equipment in order to put that, that, that could possibly be used against some of these protesters, and we're, not, we're saying we're not going to provide you with these, this equipment anymore. Yeah, that's fine. I think that the United States government can make that decision as well, especially if it's them that's selling it directly to the government. Uh, now, if it's the United States corporation that's selling it to those people, um, and the government, and the U.S. government says, you know what, you're not allowed to do that anymore, um, that is kind of infringing upon free trade. But you know what? Um, I mean, that to me, that would be a libertarian principle as well, saying that we shouldn't tell other, you know, tell entities what they should and should not, or who they should and who they should not sell to. Now that company can make the decision, hey, you know what, if you're going to use, if you're going to be somebody, or if you're going to use our equipment against your own people, I don't think that you should, uh, especially democratic people that are protesting for democracy, pro-democracy protesters, if that company wants to make the decision to not sell, that's obviously within their rights as well. And it's also within your right to go to that company and petition that company not to sell their products to the uh, Hong Kong government as well. I mean, it's up to you. But And then we could put, we as the people can put, put pressure on these companies. That's, a, that's definitely a libertarian way to do things. Um, but to have the U.S. government do it officially, I think that that kind of uh, makes it so that we would be less free in the sense that, um, you know, there could be retaliation against us from China in multiple ways. So, I mean, because we're getting involved in their country and their politics. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I typically take the stand of less government, and I always have to take that stand. On the Chinese side, of course I take the stand for less government for those people, Right. But should our government have more government by providing uh, some type of support to the protesters or, you know, trying to get involved in their system? I don't know. I just think that it would be, I think that's uh, getting, treading too close to some, to trying to influence some other country. And I think that that's typically not a very libertarian view. So um, somebody said it over the weekend. They said, oh, yeah, that's great. They, you know, I'm surprised Donald Trump was willing to uh, support these protesters and stand with these protesters, uh, and everyone was happy about that. And and to me, yeah, I'm happy that these protesters maybe had, you know, some support. But I think then maybe it'll help to change American public opinion of what's going on over there as well. 
but I don't think that it should be the federal government getting involved in their affairs. Uh, but moving on, yeah, so that that was one thing that you might have missed over the weekend as well. The other thing that you might have missed is the fact that uh, Donald Trump will be having this uh, judiciary hearing on the 4th, which is, you know, like I said earlier, uh, he's not going to be representing himself there. I think they actually had this on the 4th, and Donald Trump's going to be over at some type of NATO meeting as well, which was kind of weird. And, they, and Donald Trump actually mentioned that in his uh, the letter that his attorney sent to the Judiciary Committee and said, well, you guys knew that we were having some, that the, that the president was going to be out of the country on the 4th for some NATO meetings, and you still decided to have hold the committee meetings then. And that's wrong, and that's you know unfair, and it's kind of underhanded. And it does seem kind of underhanded to me. But I was just reading that five-page document that Donald Trump's lawyer put out, and to be honest with you, I'm sure it's just a big propaganda piece to try to change public opinion towards Donald Trump as well. Uh, but it, I mean, if you're looking at it from that standpoint, it sounded like it kind of makes sense. I'd love to hear the other side's argument on why they made the, the Judiciary Committee's. Uh, you know, impeachment inquiry on the 4th. I'm curious as to why they would do that, as well as why they're only giving them like a couple of days. What's their answer to that five-page document? Um, that's what I'm looking for for you guys as well. So, uh, but yeah, thanks for joining me for another week in the life of this 2020 election. I'm going to make this episode a little bit short for you guys today, just because it's a new week and uh, I'll be digging into some of these candidates as well. I'm looking all over for some libertarian candidates for you guys as well. So if you actually hear of any libertarian presidential candidates, libertarian vice presidential candidates that might be running that could feature on the show, uh, let me know. I'd love to look those guys up as well. Uh, email them, find out what they stand for and stuff like that. Uh, but you guys know how I do those shows typically. I'm doing it where I'm go- jumping on to their website and kind of just going over what I see in my first impressions of these candidates right off the bat because uh, that's what that's the way I like to do the first show on any candidate. And then if I come across any new information about those candidates as well, uh, I'll let you guys know. For example, like Jacob Hornberger seems like he's getting a lot of traction in the libertarian movement right now. Uh, he's I was, I've seen like a lot of Facebook posts about him. I've seen Scott Horton is actually talking about him. Scott Horton is like the, the big antiwar.com guy. He's the guy that does a Scott Horton show as well. Uh, look it up. It's a great show. He does interviews by the thousands on his website. And uh, he does like you know five, six, seven interviews every single week that are all about anti-war issues. And he's a supporter of uh, Jacob Hornberger as well, really trying to get him to be the nominee for president for the United States for the Libertarian Party. And I think Scott Horn even said that he um, joined the Libertarian Party for the first time because he wanted to help out Jacob Hornberger. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, Jacob Hornberger seems like he's got a lot of support among Libertarians. And he's like, you'll have to go back to the show that I did on him. I guess I could put that in my show notes. But um, he's a very outspoken Libertarian. He's, he runs the um, FFF.org, which is the future of freedom foundation.org. He has written an article every single day for like 20 years there. And he also, there's multiple other articles as well, people that write for that particular organization also. And a uh, very libertarian guy. He's a minarchist, but a radical minarchist in the sense that um, 
limited government almost to the nth degree, which is good. Um, I typically side with people on those issues as well when it comes to the least government that we could possibly have. Obviously, we live in the real world, so we have to figure out ways to get there. Um, but you know you can have that ideology and uh, move towards that ideology. And let's get on the bus together and move towards it. Whether you're a minarchist or just libertarian or somebody who just believes in limited government, let's all just move on that bus towards that way. Uh, Jacob Harburger seems like someone that's very well spoken. So I like him. You know, I'm not saying I'm supporting the guy by any means, but what I've seen about him, I like him. Uh, but you know, what? if you guys know any other libertarian candidates out there as well that you think are going to be running, just let me know. I'd love to look them up and find a little bit about those guys. All right. Uh, but yeah, hey, you know what? Check me out on iandtheempire.com. I'm going to try to put up more articles on a regular basis up there. Uh, something I've kind of let go a little bit of posting. Like, I used to post like five, six, seven articles a day. Now I've just been posting like one or two a day. Uh, sometimes I miss a day as well, but I think that's an important place to find good articles about, the, about you know foreign policy, domestic policy, how your government's affecting you, as well as I'm going to start posting some stuff about the election as well. So uh, go there for your news if you want to find some information about the candidates and their policies as well. I'll start posting some of that stuff, all right? Um, so that's com. You can also email me if you find any information that you think I could use. Ray at com is a great place to email me. And then uh, I the Empire is on Facebook and on Twitter. You can actually mess if you go to Facebook and you look at I the Empire. You can actually message me, messenger me there as well, which uh, I like to communicate with people that way. So. Um, and then the last thing you could do is uh, subscribe to the show if you like what you hear. All right, and give me a five star rating and review. And then if you come back tomorrow. You will have clear vision for 2020.